0: Hello and welcome to Down to Earth, a podcast created by the environmental charity Hubbub. This season is all about fashion, because would you believe it, the fashion industry produces 10% of all carbon emissions and clothing production has roughly doubled since 2000. Alongside that, one garbage truck full of clothes is being burned or dumped in landfill every second. So we want to discover why we're buying so much and how our wardrobes impact the world around us. I'm Sarah Dival, and I've been working in the environmental space for seven years, but I've always been a big shopper. I love fashion, and I love new clothes, and however much I learn about what the fashion industry is up to, I still find fast fashion a hard habit to break, and I find it really difficult to know how to dress sustainably. I know I'm not alone in that feeling, so I want to bring you with me as we meet the designers, experts and changemakers who unpick why our wardrobes aren't working for us and for the planet. This week, we're talking to Aniela, founder of the fashion project Community Couture, which stretches the limits of how we should think about fashion and what we wear. Community Couture invites people to become part of the design process, Hundreds of people help in either designing or making garments that are then rented to people all around the country. It's an experiment in sharing and in using fashion as a method of storytelling. In this episode, we talk about how being involved in the creation of your clothes might make you think differently about them and what sharing might look like in the future. I hope you enjoy it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Pleasure, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm really excited to have that chat with you, Sarah. In general, it's not our
1: first conversation uh, about community couture because we actually met through community couture. And to give you a bit more introduction, community couture is this project um, that is expanding and expanding and it's about making uh, textiles and clothes that are made and designed collectively to be shared. So we are based on rental model. Uh, and we make as few things as possible with as many people as possible. So they are community- made textiles that usually happen or made uh, in response to a question or a topic or a theme, uh, and are a way for people to come together and connect and kind of share their opinions, co- and which then become contributions, kind of make something in response to what they to like illustrate what they are thinking, and then that kind of accumulates into this illustrative textile. That then becomes a garment um, that other can share and enjoy, and you know, wear other people's thoughts and think, hmm, who am I in a context of all those stories that I'm wearing?
0: And what made you start community couture in the first place? What did you think was missing, or what was the kind of hole that you were trying to fill by making that first garment? During the pandemic. I
1: felt quite disconnected from people and I didn't feel like, um, and I think many of us did um, kind of struggle with the fact that we were closed by ourselves and uh or isolating or stuck with one or two people. And I was just thinking, how can I create something that will bring people together even though, and my friends together, but also the wider kind of, you know, wider, why the, wider why the community that, that kind of this project, then created together Um, and I and I I so so I was thinking how to bring people together through products and how how to create something that will be able to do that Um, so I um opened that call on uh, social media because initially that started on Instagram and I asked people in my proximity how does the world feel or look to them right now because I don't know if you remember, there was a moment during the pandemic when everyone was just sharing, oh, I feel sad, I feel happy, I feel lonely, I feel I miss things. I, and I thought, well, these are such strong things, such strong feelings. And stories on social media have a tendency to be underappreciated and disappear. And they are designed to do that. You know, we've got 24-hour kind of cycle. But those things are too important and too valuable to disappear like that. And they actually can help us connect uh, and there is a need for that connection so i thought well how could i do that through fashion how could i do that through textiles you know knowing that textiles you historically or in many different contexts can be um mm-hmm. you know can be can be used to connect and have this storytelling dimension so i did that call and i received 37 different contributions um in response to that question and I, and I kind of brought them together to, in, into that fabric thinking, well, we can't be physically together, but I can kind of capture it, uh, capture those stories and capture people's thoughts and those emotions in one thing. And that way we can be together that that way we can connect. We can, even though physically separated, we can be metaphorically together, connected with those emotions on that piece of textiles and fabric. Um, so I did it and it received really beautiful response from everyone who participated in and beyond because, um, people basically felt super appreciated because when you use craft and you kind of make someone's story into a physical object, into an illustration, they, it, it, it comes with time and it comes with effort and it comes with care. People kind of, start reflecting upon their own you know value that is always there but we just don't get a chance to think that our our you know experience is that important
0: that makes perfect sense And I actually wondered if you could try and describe what the jacket looks like for people at home because I've seen it before and tried it on so I've got a picture in my mind of what it looks like Um, But I think it would be helpful if we could paint the image for everyone listening. Sure. So the jacket is very colorful.
1: It's um, unisex uh, size, so it's quite boxy and uh, large, but it kind of is designed in a way that lots of different people of different sizes and shapes look good in it. And and I say it... It's a, I've got a proof of concepts here because we've got lots of people that rented it and they all felt uh, good in it and they took some awesome pictures that you can see on community culture Instagram. So it's not only my opinion that they that, that that it works for lots of different people. There is a proof. Uh, it is very colorful, uh, not to say that it's very happy. However, that's like how it seems. There is a lot of joy in coming together, and I think that's reflected in that jacket. But. The point wasn't to make something that is happy. The point was to make something that brings attention to those stories and color can do that super well and If you make something that's colorful, people will respond to it and there is the the jacket became because of those colors basically a conversation starter so when someone rents it and put puts puts it on and start you know waits in a bathtub uh they have and this is i'm now sharing um something that. People who rented it to me told me repeatedly, like repeatedly, that when they wear it, people stop them on the street and ask, "What is this? How did like what happened? How are you? Like what is going on? Like this is so in- interesting. This is like is it what kind of craft is it? What those things mean? Because you can see that it's unique. It, it gets an attention and it becomes a conversation, and it becomes um, you know it creates an opportunity for the wearer to talk about community, talk about. Uh, what it means to come together or really just talk about whatever they want because I don't polish those conversations you know if if if, if wearing that jacket will create opportunity to, for someone to just meet someone else and have a conversation about I don't know dogs or coffee that's perfectly fine.
0: <laughs> it sounds like you're thinking about fashion not just in terms of what you're wearing and how people look at you but it's like a you're going a step beyond. You're thinking about how can we use craft and design to bring people together, to make more connections, to teach people about sharing. It's probably worth saying that so this jacket and I assume the other pieces when they're ready can be rented through loanhood. So not only are they co-designed, but also anyone in the country can rent that jacket and take it somewhere new for a week and then pass it on to someone else. Have you had any stories from people who have you know, never tried renting before or have experienced kind of sharing in a different way since being involved in community couture?
1: Yeah, so it's really interesting because of, because of the storytelling dimension of it, people come with lots of very interesting reflections. There was this one lady that I, I will always remember her comment just because it gave me shivers. And she said, she said well, I always wear beige or black. And as I mentioned before, Jackie is quite colourful. And I always wear, she said, I always wear beige or, or black or colors that make me invisible because I feel very uncomfortable bringing the attention to myself. But with this jacket, I feel completely comfortable wearing it, even though it's very colorful because I don't bring attention to myself. I bring attention to people around me. So that was fascinating. It was absolutely fascinating because in fashion, you know, there is this tendency to use fashion... Um, as something to bring attention to ourselves, you know? And there is nothing exactly wrong in that, but it's just not the only function that it could have. Like, we use fashion to, you know, look beautiful, be attractive, get people, you know, attracted to us and, 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 you know, feel sexy and all those things. And that is a a beautiful power of fashion, and we can feel, you know, um, Mm -hmm. empowered stronger by using it that way. But there is, she kind of made me almost aware of the fact that there is this other dimension of fashion which is it can bring attention to whatever you want it to like it's just a tool to bring in attention to lots of different things and community and togetherness can be one of them
0: uh and I just loved it it feels like you're rubbing very directly against the model of fashion that we have at the moment in that it's like Everything's very cheap. It's produced very quickly. We want to buy something new because we need to make ourselves feel better. So there's a pressure to keep buying more and to keep buying new. Whereas the Community Couture project is deliberately designing things that take a lot of time to make and take a lot of people to make them, having small amounts of items that travel around to lots of people. As much as product is very important, we are not necessarily product-
1: focused or the value isn't in making lots of stuff so that's the um, that's the main difference in comparison to like a commercial typical uh you know your your regular fashion industry where um you've got profit profit of value is based on you know number of sales um and that's that is that's definitely something that we don't do and we kind of can't do because of how long it takes to make one thing Another thing that is different is that it's um, based on the experience rather than on the product again. So it's based on we bringing people around to be part of that experience and to kind of look into what fashion could be and engage in making and be part of the process and kind of bringing them into that um, fashion space as, you know, designers and because everyone who comes and participates in those workshops, they don't need to call themselves designers, but ultimately they design something that becomes a part of that piece. So it's giving lots of different people with lots of different skills um, a way to engage with fashion and with making and with culture and with you know, the notion of what luxury is or could be.
0: And what is it that you think that luxury could be?
1: So um, there are a few layers into that because community culture is really rethinking what luxury is. So when you look at luxury products, when you look at big brands that sell things for a lot of money, luxury and the value is drawn from a bit of craft, but also from the logo, from the branding, from the history of that brand, Um And from the status that it gives you, right? Because it's like, it's a, it's, there are a lot of it is in status. And I often ask myself, you know, what is this, is this how luxury will look in 50 years or in 100 years? What is actually luxury in times that we're living now? Like, because for some people realistically now with climate change, luxury is having clean water and, you know, being able to sustain themselves or be, there are lots of, things that are luxury that we from a quite privileged London perspective don't really see as luxury and I but during the pandemic I started reflecting on luxury in my own context and I was like well luxury is meeting people luxury is connecting luxury is coming together luxury is hanging out that's a luxury for me now and then I actually thought well it's not only during the pandemic, because London is such an isolating city. And also, we do live in those ways that are so disconnected. We create those bubbles where we kind of, you know, always hang out with the same people. We don't really expose ourselves much to other perspectives and other ways of being. And it's really difficult, even if we want to, to break beyond that. Because, you know, internet and, and social media work in a very similar manner. It's all within the bubble. So, for me, luxury started being about breaking out of that bubble and thinking, how can I create environments and how can I create fashion luxury, which kind of pushes beyond that and opens up and goes into, well, luxury is about connecting and it's about sitting around that table for like from five minutes to how long you want and, you know, looking at me and look and I will be able to look at you and, And like in London Underground, we'll be able to, you know, without feeling awkward, say something to each other because that's what this place facilitates.
0: (laughs) And digging more into the, the fashion side of it, I'm interested in how as a creator, as a designer, what do you think needs to change in the fashion industry to make it more sustainable for the planet, the people working in it, the people who are buying it? I think that's what fashion really needs to do.
1: It needs to think beyond the product you know think beyond the product again, what is fashion for because in many ways fashion is very tribal it's it's a, it is about connecting and bringing people together it is it's always been about it it was it was connected to class it was connected to you know where do you belong in a society, but we can use its power to connect to break through those old paradigms and use it to connect in different ways and with different people and th- and, and kind of just direct the connection towards
0: things that we believe are, again, valuable. I'm interested in what you said about tribalism and whether you think that's one of the reasons why in places like the UK that consumption is so high because there's a pressure to be seen to be in with a certain group. You want your peers to view you a certain way. And I wonder whether that leads to a hike in consumption because we all want to fit in with each other.
1: It's a tricky thing because you can, I don't think we can tell people not like to just not want to belong. Right. That's like, so it's so natural. And I, I understand why people shop the way they do. um, Considering what is happening in the marketing space and how fashion is projected and how it's advertised. Like, I don't think consumers are the ones to blame per se because there is a big machine behind this that is telling us that is, you know, that we are not good enough and we need to do something about it. And it's really difficult to, it's very difficult to resist that. And I also speak speak from personal perspective. I, you know, I love fashion. That's why I got into it. Like I love looking great and I love feeling attractive and relevant. Like there is, I I love it. It's great. Um, But if you're not reflective about it, there is a, price to pay and that price is your mental health and it's uh also financial cost because it's not cheap to chase those trends and it's just not fulfilling it's you're never gonna feel fulfilled so i think what needs to happen is uh, an education so people need to understand that this 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 system is designed in a way that is kind of n- Blurring them into thinking that they that buying will make them happy, but it won't ever do that so and I don't think lots of people are aware of that. I don't think we have t- tools to understand it, and I also don't think we have tools to resist it and I think when i when I work with community culture, it's quite interesting to see how people stand understanding fashion in a different way because they connect with it through this. And through this, like, lens of making and doing things with their own hands. And even if something that they've made isn't, you know, on the, they don't perceive it as beautiful, often people feel accomplished anyway, or they receive help from others to make it more beautiful. And I think... That contributes to people's well-being and they start realizing that oh actually making it's it, it can be very frustrating but also if i get enough help it can be extremely rewarding and there are layers to that and they they start seeing fashion and making and clothes through a slightly different lens and similar with long hood i think and, and rental in general you people start realizing that what well, What makes them happy or fulfilled is not necessarily buying, it's the experiencing and it's, you know, having that outfit on that even and being complimented. And beyond that, they don't really need that thing. They don't really need that dress
0: to be in their wardrobe. They can give it back. We don't have to own it in order to get the benefits from wearing it and being seen in it and enjoying it.
1: Exactly. So it's just about making those experiences more accessible because rental, it's still in my personal opinion, fairly expensive, or maybe the value isn't um, shown in the way that it um, is convincing for lots of people. And I think that's the biggest barrier because as long as you have very cheap dress for five pounds, it's difficult to convince someone that they should rent something, or it's a good idea to rent something for 20 if they're not gonna own it. So I think there is work to be done in terms of showing that value, justifying that value, educating people and ourselves Uh, on what that value actually is. But uh, having those conversations about the fact that fashion industry as is doesn't make us happy and we are being fooled into this idea that it is and, you know, those wonderful wonderful words await for us with this new (laughs) T-shirt. I I, I think that's the trickiest bit. That's the trickiest bit because, you know, I love fashion communication. It's beautiful, but it just doesn't do the job. It doesn't do what it promises.
0: And actually, I think that brings us nicely to the last question that I want to ask you, which is if there's one thing that people listening could do at home to redress their relationship with fashion, if they are buying a lot, um, what do you think that they can do to build a more sustainable, healthier relationship with their own wardrobe and what they're buying?
1: Well, I think I'm I'm a bit like a broken record, but I think maybe again, sharing and, and that doesn't necessarily mean rental, maybe just sharing things with your friends or with your flatmates, kind of opening your wardrobe out and thinking about, you, you know, this idea of ownership and why do we feel so precious about it and which things are the ones that I actually do want to have and they are so meaningful to me personally that I want to treasure them and they are, they are mine and, you know, I go golem at them and it's fine. And which are the things that I actually don't care so much about and uh, I can share and I can, you know, give to others to enjoy whenever they want because it's it's easy and it's happening already. Like, I I share things with my sisters and I think lots of people do that without even calling it rental or sharing. It's just kind of a natural thing to do. And, and kind of building on that and starting doing that with your friends or friends of friends, it could be interesting and it could be, it doesn't need to be facilitated by apps, even though I really like Hood, it could happen on WhatsApp. You know, you could have WhatsApp group with your mates and lots of people I think doing that already again. So building on that, carrying on doing that. And if you've never done it, trying it out, I think that's a pretty good idea.
0: I think it's got more normal, at least in my group of friends, everyone's starting to move closer and closer together, but to be like, oh, no, I have a wedding tomorrow or I have a party tomorrow or I've ruined this shirt. Can somebody help me out? I need another one. That it's We've got to a point where most of us know what each other has in our wardrobes and it's easy enough to say, can I borrow that for a day because I need it for X, Y, Z. And it saves everybody money, it saves everybody time, you sometimes I see my friends put my stuff on and I'm like oh my god that dress is amazing why do we never wear that
1: I had that happening to me my friend gave me this jacket and she was like oh I don't wear it I don't like it I look silly in it and then I started wearing it and she was like hmm did I gave it to you or did you borrow it It gives you a different perspective and I think that's fun completely it it doesn't solve all the fashion problems and it won't address every need you know like people are so different and I think sometimes we do have to shop like that's the reality of it, but it can reduce the numbers of stuff that we buy. And I think that's already quite good, you know, um, and I think just, well, just to add to it, uh, another thing that I want to touch upon in terms of community culture, but not only, well, rental in general, is this um, culture of trust that I think is making it very difficult for, for us to share stuff. And the fact that we we just kind of afraid that things will be destroyed or broken or not appreciated, and even though we might not appreciate them, we kind of worried that other people won't appreciate them even more, and that that makes it that makes it very difficult for people to open up and and share things. But you know, we've done that with our houses, and that's that, that's Airbnb, and we've done that with cars, and that's Uber. So. Is there a way for us to build that culture of trust in fashion and, you know, make, have garments that are very precious that we share and we are not afraid of them being destroyed because, because we believe that other people can take care of them as well as we do, or we, we learn how to take care of other people's stuff. I think that's, that, that, that's, that's quite exciting thing for me to imagine and that is the thing that makes community culture possible in general because uh, basically we are renting a garment that took, as I said, 600 hours to make and it has 37 different quite emotional and precious stories on it and I can't even sell it because I technically don't own it because it's collectively made. Um, It contains lots of different stories so I can't sell other people's contributions because that feels wrong we could split the income but that's i don't think that that is a bit that doesn't feel right either because how do you do that so every person that rents it takes care of those stories and of the piece itself that if you wanted to you know in a kind of capitalist money driven way sell it would be good couple if not more thousands of pounds in labor because my rate per hour is you know fair (laughs) so giving that away to someone and say well here is here is two weeks um uh, there is the you know i'm giving you that jacket do whatever you want with it take it wherever you want i know it's going to come back in a good shape and if it doesn't uh we will figure something out and most of it probably will be repairable uh, i just need to make sure that you know you will take care of it it takes you know it takes courage to do that and i think after 20 odd, well, almost 30 rentals now, I can convincingly say that nothing, it never came back to me damaged. So it's, it's yeah, it's just, it's just a different mindset. And, and I think we can adopt that. Other industries did adopt it. So I think fashion can do that as well.
0: Thank you so much for listening with my chat with Angela. I hope that you enjoyed it if you have any questions or if you have any sharing stories of your own you can send me an email my email as always is hello at hubbub.org.uk and if you're interested in renting the jacket Aniela was talking about you can do so through Lonehood we're actually going to be speaking to them next week so make sure that you tune in for that this podcast was presented by me Sarah Dival created by Hubbub and produced by Ellie J